I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, I'm Joe Connolly with producer Neil A. Caruso and Andrew Myers of Ripple Match, who has found a great sounding new niche in an already crowded field of, quote, jobs advertising, finding jobs and internships for college and early career candidates. What a great-sounding idea. Andrew, what was the opening that you saw here? Joe, it's uh, great to be on with you today. And, uh, yeah, you know, for us, the, the real opening we saw was just realizing, you know, what a miserable experience Finding a job through job boards can be. Um, I uh, personally remember as a college student going out and uh, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I, you know, I applied to, I think, 55 different opportunities. I ended up uh, only getting three or four interviews. It was an incredibly demoralizing process, right? I had no idea where I was qualified. I had no idea uh, what types of companies uh, I would be excited about. It was you know, such a sort of overwhelming, daunting, non-data-driven process. And obviously finding a job it's such a meaningful decision. So yeah, we really built Ripple Match to change that. We realized that we could use data, predictive analytics, and a way better matching system to connect candidates with the right opportunities and really flip the process. So yeah, I mean, our mission is to replace job boards entirely, starting with early career hiring. And it's, it's and you, you have found it in a dorm room, right? You got that going for you. That still is attractive to people. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's almost become cliche these days. But yeah, we were, uh, were founded in my, uh, my college dorm room. Why hadn't anybody else thought of this as best you can tell, Andrew? Yeah, you know, I think that when there's a system in place that's existed for a long time, it's easy to sort of accept it as the status quo way of doing things. And so, you know, for the last 40, 50 years, career services offices have really driven the hiring process on all of these different campuses. And I think it's taken sort of a big shift in how companies are thinking, companies being a lot more proactive about increasing access to opportunity increasing diversity and trusting technology to sort of do things in a different way. And so I think, uh, you know, it took a fair amount of just being willing to kind of upend what was a pretty entrenched status quo at that point. And then obviously, um, you know, I think we've benefited from some, you know, macro factors. So COVID shifted everything online. Um, There's been a much deeper focus on how companies sort of do things in a fair and equal way from a race and gender perspective. And so I think those sort of macro forces really accelerated a lot of what was uh, already our vision for for what this could be. How is it going for the candidates and for the customers and clients finding internships or jobs? 
Yeah. So in terms of how it's going on that side, it's, it's, it's been remarkable to see. So, you know, we have helped, uh, students from over 1300 college campuses get first round interviews, about 66% of the candidates we match with a company ended up getting a first round interview, which is more accurate than a human recruiter. And we're really lucky to get to work, you know, with customers like Amazon, eBay, Ernst & Young. So it's been really, really special from that perspective and, and, and cool to see. Now, here's someone who not that long ago probably would have been a client of your business, Neil. <laughs> well, Andrew, uh, let's talk about the platform, because when I looked at the website, I have to tell you, it's blown away. I mean, it, it looks like a better LinkedIn, so to speak. Um, walk us through kind of how this works. So for the prospective employee, what would they see? How do you apply for a job? And then what happens from there when you do apply for one? Yeah, you know, Neil, I think that's a great way to put it. I mean, our goal is really to be LinkedIn for Gen Z. But I think the fundamental difference between like a LinkedIn or a Indeed or a more traditional job board is that matching is really handled by the system. So as a candidate, you put in everything that you're looking for in a job, you weigh in on, you know, your different preferences, your values, your motivations. Um, and then on the company side, we're also aggregating huge amounts of data that allows us to be really accurate in terms of figuring out who's actually going to be successful in a position. And then also from a candidate perspective, what they're going to be excited about. And so the magic really happens around the matching uh, that we're able to do in terms of connecting candidates with opportunity. And we can see the platform here. So they go and apply. And then where do you go from there? They get connected to a recruiter or you do some of the dirty work for them. How does that kind of process play out? Yeah, so I think part of what's so exciting about Ripple Match is, you know, if you've ever had the experience of applying for a job, it's often like you throw your resume into a black hole and just sort of hope that someone maybe gets back to you, but it can be weeks before you hear anything. With Ripple Match, you know, we only present opportunities on the platform when a candidate's very likely to be a good fit. They generally hear back really, really quickly. They always get an answer. They always get a reply. And we connect them directly with recruiters. So they're often able to skip past a lot of the sort of other steps in the process. And we're able to really fast track them uh, to that interview stage, which is where everybody ultimately wants to get to. How do you do that? How do you explain what you just said? Yeah. So, I mean, I think one of the huge challenges companies have is that they're just overwhelmed by inbound volume. They get so many unqualified applicants. And so Generally speaking, um, one of the deals we make with every company that we work with is they commit to certain standards in terms of candidate experience and how they're going to get back to candidates and very typically prioritize the ripple match candidates that they're uh, getting matched with in terms of getting them into the interview process. And so we just establish workflows on the back end that sort of get candidates uh, into the company as fast as we possibly can, which is generally a big advantage when it comes to candidate experience. That's amazing, Neil. Yeah, it, it really is. And I would imagine that this is so in demand right now with the labor issues we're seeing. What is the feedback from employers and trying to get candidates in? Because they obviously have a lot of job postings, but not everyone is uh, is eager to apply. Yeah, you know, it's it's really cool to see the sort of lengths employers are going to to sort of attract Gen Z talent. I think there's a ton of thought going into the space in general. I think you're seeing, you know, increased flexibility in terms of remote work, I think one thing you consistently see in every survey of our candidates is professional development is really valued. And I think we've seen companies go to really extreme lengths to just lay out great paths from a professional development perspective. And then I think one other thing that's really important is just companies being increasingly open, in, open to considering candidates from a wider range of schools. 
uh, you know, you can't find the purple spotted unicorn necessarily, right? When you're looking for candidates, I think if you're going to be um, really strict on certain qualifications, if you're clinging to, you know, the notion that a candidate had to go to Princeton or you're over attached to degree pedigree, I think it can actually mean you miss out on phenomenal talent. And so I think we've really been able to use data to kind of upend the stranglehold that more elite institutions have had on the process, which I think is a great thing for our customers, but also a great thing for the world in general. Which gets more action, internships or early career stage jobs? It's about 50-50 on our platform right now. Um, so sort of straight down the middle. That's fascinating. So for someone that is just starting their career, graduate college, and they're looking obviously to, to break into the industry, um, what, what is your advice for them to use your platform, but then also, you know, get the training? We've seen a lot of issues with remote work. People aren't getting the hands-on training that they would normally. Um, so what is your best advice for those candidates? My biggest advice is to sort of keep an open mind to the industry that might make sense for you. I think it's often really hard to understand what opportunities are the best fit, but I think keeping an open mind and really kind of mapping your skills and interests back to things that are both sort of uh, common and, and, and available, I think is really important. I think sales is actually a good example of that. I think there's a lot of people who have just amazing careers in sales and from both a you know compensation perspective, development perspective, work-life balance perspective can be a really good area to move into. But because it's not necessarily what's as talked about on college campuses, I think a lot of candidates don't picture a career there and then miss out on really great opportunities. So it obviously depends a lot on the person, but I think keeping an open mind is really important. And then I think Scott Galloway, he's business school professor at NYU, talks really well about this, but I think making sure that you're both passionate about what you do but also that it's going to you know, put you in a solid financial position. I think sometimes there's industries that everybody seemingly wants to get into, but often do a pretty good job kind of burning employees out and actually aren't going to the lengths that they really need to to take care of employees. So I just make sure you're thinking with both your head and your heart. I don't think it can be one or the other, but I think it's, it's, it's got to be a balance in, in general. Are you seeing more paid internships? And are you also seeing any increase in pay for early career job candidates who I wonder if uh, I wonder if they're getting more than they might have a couple of years ago. Yeah, the, the answer is yes on both fronts. Um, we're pretty vocal with our customers about encouraging them to offer paid internships. I think from a socioeconomic diversity perspective, it can obviously be tough if in order to get in at a company, you need to be able to afford uh, to you know, do a summer of free work or whatever it might be. A lot of students have you know, real financial pressures. And so best practice is definitely to pay interns. And then, yeah, just in general, I mean, I think this isn't unique to the early career job market. We're seeing this across the board, but there's been you know, a decent hike in compensation in general at the, at the early career level. I wonder, Andrew, how, what can businesses do better when it comes to hiring? Yeah, I think um, really putting candidate experience front and center uh, is important, but I think combining that with really data-driven approaches is really important. So I think recruiting is a deeply human business, right? Like finding the right person um, involves doing a lot of things right on a human level. But I think if you're you know, processing 20,000 know, inbound applicants for an 100-person opening, which is the case for a lot of our customers, uh, you really do need to be able to do it with data. And so I think investing a lot of energy before the season starts and making sure you have the right tools and systems and buy-in from your team. And then I also think 
the last thing that I would just say, um, I think really matters is just being willing to reflect and improve. I don't think any company is perfect in any one season, but I think I really appreciate the customers that we work with who after the season kind of do a postmortem, which is a good like thing to do in life in general, but being able to just sort of look at the patterns of what worked and what didn't work and then make sure you're iterating on them, I think is a, is, is a really good quality in general as, as far as hiring practices go. Is the fee paid entirely by the company or do your clients, customers pay a fee as well? We're free for candidates and, and always will be. So um, yeah, all of the uh, revenue in the business uh, comes from the employers that we work with. So you had to go out and sell to a lot of companies. Did you do that yourself? Yeah, in the early days. Um, I, uh, I, I did a lot of it myself. I uh, vividly remember uh, it, was, it was back in the days when you still would go uh, building to building a little bit more. Uh, and, Knocking and on doors. Jump in the, in the, in the suit and you know, try, to, try to get those early customers on board. And yeah, man, do I remember, uh, remember those moments. I do a little bit less of it nowadays, although one of my favorite parts of my job is, is, is still spending time with our customers. But before I get back to Neil, I just want to reconfirm that you think your genius here was partly because of your age and your familiarity with new technology. And you just, your key was using new technology in a way that established job companies weren't. Yeah, I, I think the best way that I, the, the sort of like best analogy I can maybe use here is if you sort of think about um, a, the established systems may be a little bit more like cable TV where you have all of these options to choose from and you're sort of trying to figure out, is this the right show? Is that the right show? I think what's really worked for Gen Z has been TikTok, right? Where you have a system that knows you, learns on your preferences and just serves you things that are a really good match for your preferences. And so I think that psychology and then also just how much cheaper it's gotten to build uh, great technology in general were what really allowed us to get off the ground and kind of infuse probably a much younger mindset than a lot of the sort of um, major players in the space have had in terms of how technology should work and how opportunity should be delivered. Neil? Andrew, we've seen a lot of changes uh, in the workplace. And so, you know, when you talk about TikTok and different uh, trends among uh, Gen Zers, uh, what's, is there a misunderstanding that employers have with employees today? Um, you know, obviously ask you how they can do hiring better, but how can they be better uh, employers that, that kind of leads to long-term growth in a company? I mean, people don't stay in jobs for so long anymore. Definitely. Yeah. Emma Goldberg at the New York Times, I actually did a great piece on this that, that, that we uh, provided some data for on just sort of the relationship between Gen Z and um, the millennial workforce and sort of how they're navigating and interacting, which I think can be really fascinating in general. But I think there are a lot of misperceptions about Gen Z too. I think sometimes... And this has been true for every generation and how they viewed the generation previously, but there's always a fear that, you know, the generation's a little entitled or a little lazy. Gen Z is definitely unique. You know, they expect convenience. They're incredibly outspoken on social issues in a way that I think is actually really cool and, and, and really meaningful. But at the same time, you know, still within Gen Z, the single thing they want most is professional development. Um, within our own Gen Z workforce, we've seen really good retention within roles. And I know a lot of our stronger companies have as well. So I actually think that, um, you know, good professional development with Gen Z employees can actually be a pretty effective strategy, even in the heart of the great resignation. And I think that there's actually more shifting going on 
in, uh, in, in sort of later stage positions uh, than there are with Gen Z compared to millennials who are already pretty jumpy themselves. There's not like a big Gen Z jump or anything like that that we're seeing. They're, they're generally pretty excited to, to get into roles and, and build their careers at good companies. How long is the usual internship that you place? It's typically uh, two and a half months in the, in the summer. You know, I think that it's just so wonderful that you're helping interns get a job because that is just so important. And not everybody knows the president of a company. They don't have connections. And, you know, when the interns come into CBS, I always go over and introduce myself because I was starting out once. And what I always tell them, and I'll ask what you tell them, I always tell them, look, speak up. Please don't be afraid to go over and introduce yourself to anybody here and ask them questions. And they will be more than happy to tell you because they were in your shoes once. And often I think people will rise, I've been told, are identified by the questions that they ask, these seemingly innocent, basic questions that are great questions. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to go on about that, but that's my advice to interns. Yours, Andrew? I, I love that, Joe. No, I, I think that's really true. I, I think I would say something pretty similar, which is just like, don't be afraid to be curious. I think an internship at its core is also about learning. And I think so many of the people who end up doing the best uh, aren't shy about asking questions about what they don't know. And they want to know how stuff works. And a lot of those experiences are both to, you know, kind of show what you can do, but also to just get a sense of, is this the right industry for me? And if I do stay in this job, what does it take to be successful in this environment long-term? So I really value curiosity in general. I think your business is going to help a lot of people. It's great to have you on. Good luck. Thanks, Joe. I really appreciate you having me. And Neil, thanks for, uh, for having me as well today. It's been really, really nice talking with both of you. Thanks, Andrew. It's our pleasure. We appreciate it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.